From Rocketium, this is Spilling the Magic Beans. Most marketers depend on ads to drive sales, whether it be through Facebook, Google, or LinkedIn. Because your goal is to stop a user dead on their scroll and convince them that your product is worth their time. It's a tough sell. They may or may not be looking for what you're trying to push them into. But word of mouth gets rid of that very problem. It establishes immediate trust in your prospective users. But how do you build marketing strategies that encourage word of mouth? Stick with us to find out. To do this, we spoke to Akanksha Hazari, who's the founder and CEO of Love Local. And before diving into their marketing strategies, we started by speaking about what Love Local actually does. We are a hyper-local e-commerce marketplace, but we consider ourselves a retailer-first e-commerce marketplace. So in a simple statement, Love Local is your trusted local shops online. On the one side, we bring your neighborhood grocery, chemist, could be baker, could be pet shop online. And on the other side, we have consumers that are ordering from these shops uh, and the shops are fulfilling these orders. So in our business, we have local retailers on one side of the platform and we have consumers on the other side of the platform. So why is, and, and again, I think this will just give more context, why have you chosen to prioritize retailers as opposed to consumers? Because I think a lot of businesses face that same chicken and egg problem, especially if you're a platform type business. So why is the focus on retailers? So the reason Love Local focuses on retailers is, one, the mission of the company is to empower local businesses to be able to modernize, digitize, and serve India for the next 100 years as they have been serving us already for the previous 100 years. And the reason why we believe in the local retailer is the best solution, because they actually have been providing the best service, the fastest delivery, free delivery, great product selection, and a number of other factors. They also are accountable for 40% of jobs in India, directly or indirectly. So they're incredibly important to a successful economy. So I think there's one from a business model perspective, we fundamentally believe that to deliver for consumers, if you solve for retailers, you actually will end up delivering the best solution for the consumers. And so, as you said, in a marketplace business, there is this chicken and egg scenario. But in most market businesses, they'll tell you that you need to get your supply right. Some businesses end up focusing far more on the consumer and the logistics side, and you'll see their supply really varies. They don't have a consistent supply partner. And you'd also see the trend today that many are going into setting up their own dark stores and fulfillment centers because they actually haven't been able to control supply well because they've been so consumer and logistics focused. On the other hand, we are in a market where actually retailers provide an incredible experience to consumers already. The gap has been around technology and modernization through technology. And so we believe if we solve for the retailer and we treat them as our primary customer in our marketplace business, we will then deliver well for the consumer and successfully for the consumer as well. Every platform business faces the chicken and egg problem because platforms are the technology that enables merchants of any kind to interact with their customers. And they usually don't carry any of their own products. For example, Ola connects drivers and people who need rides. And Zomato connects restaurants with people who are hungry. So if you're a platform business, who should you focus on acquiring first? The customer or the merchant? Without restaurants, nobody would log into Zomato. And without hungry customers ready to order, no restaurants would partner with Zomato. To solve this problem at Love Local, Akanksha and her team chose to focus on prioritizing retailers for two reasons. 
Firstly, it's their mission as a business to empower retailers. But also, these local retailers already have customers that they've served so well in the past. So focusing on bringing on retailers automatically means customers are being onboarded. So we have acquisition on two sides of the platform. We have acquisition on the retailer side and we have acquisition on the consumer side. However, because we're so retailer focused, actually, when we bring our retailer online, they bring their consumers online. So you know, when it comes to our consumer acquisition, our strategy and our business model has actually brought our consumer CAC to being nearly zero. Uh, so when we get retailer, our consumers automatically grow. I think it's nearly 90% of our consumers today are either acquired from shop referrals or from consumer referrals. And so as a company, we've really designed a business model around getting retailers because when retailers are right in terms of not just scaling the number of retailers, but what types of retailer we want to acquire, therefore what channel mix should we have around retailer acquisition, when that all is right, in many ways, to be honest, consumer acquisition takes care of itself. So coming to consumer profile, I think I think the first thing I always tell people is that find me a household in India that today doesn't shop at a local store at least in part, right? Whether it's your very wealthy, well, premium, A kind of category or whatever, SECA household, I will find you at least one local store they're still buying something in their house from in the daily needs category. So I actually think when you go into local retail, local retail in India is responsible for more than 95% of shopping today when it comes to daily needs, but less than 1% of grocery in India is digitized at all today. The local retailer continues to be the dominant player, whether you're in Kormangala, South Mumbai, South Delhi, wherever you want to go, all the way to Indore, Jaipur, any neighborhood, tier one to tier three, four or five. Every consumer persona in India is shopping at one or more local stores. And so when you come into what does our consumer profile look like, it looks like India, depending on the neighborhood in which we acquire that store we will end up with a consumer profile mix that reflects that neighborhood and those sets of retailers. Could you, at a high level, explain the customer journey for them? So how does someone go from a retailer go from not knowing you guys at all to figuring out who you are to actually becoming a customer and then potentially retained on the platform? We are a COVID generation company in many ways. We launched Love Local in Jan of 2020. We had 12 weeks before COVID took over the entire world. India went into lockdowns in the middle of March. So we launched Love Local on the back of a post-geo world, which was already driving fast into digitization. So there was a growing base of retailers that were pulling for digitization. And so when we launched in Jan of 2020, that first month, we fulfilled about 2000 orders. We had a few hundred retailers. We were only in Mumbai at the time. And then the pandemic happened. And suddenly it's an inverse problem we had in the early days. And we had more demand than we could deal with. We didn't anticipate it happening. We literally get retailers downloading our app from like every corner of India. It's more demand than we had anticipated at that stage of the company. And so we actually then took a very product first approach and solved for digital acquisition onboarding of management of stores end to end. And that actually enabled us to onboard and acquire 
retailers through all the inbounds we were receiving from every corner of India. In 24 months, we went from one city to 35 cities today and over 1,900 PIN codes. Most marketing teams, when they're looking to grow, use performance marketing tactics like Facebook or Google ads. They send as many people as possible to their offering with a hope that it will yield a desired conversion. But Akanksha and her team at Love Local took a different approach to growth. 80 and 90% of our consumers come through shops. So instead of a retailer to retailer referral feature, we empower them with really easy to use features and a lot of content on a constant basis. So they're constantly using the app to promote their online shop to their consumers. You mentioned before we started the podcast that you found out that the quality of leads that you were getting in terms of retailers from your digital channels was more effective than your in-person channels. Why was that the case? And basically, what have you learned from that process? We started with digital. We don't have our own sales team, but we built what we call 3PA or third-party agents, where we partner and we pay on a commission basis if a store is acquired. And so we've done this mix of, let's say, digital and non-digital channels for the last six months. And one major takeaway is that the digital channels massively outperform the non-digital channels. And if you think about it intuitively, actually digital ends up attracting retailers that are far more pull users than push users. So 3PA in its nature is going to be someone going street by street to a set of stores and talking to them about the product and those that are interested that will onboard. However, 100% of no market is going to be at the same moment in their life cycle of digitization. And it's clear that the country and the world has permanently moved towards a far more digital first universe. But within that, there are going to be adopters and late adopters. So when you walk down a street, you're not going to get all your early adopters side by side. And what will happen is you'll end up acquiring some late adopters that at this point in time, they're not as interested. And so the mix of retailers you end up getting is not as high, say, for every 100 retailers you acquire through 3PA. If you compare that to digital, inherently all of those channels are going to be the ones that are more digitally inclined, right? It's someone who's saying, hey, I'm willing to either actively search for something to go online and I know how to use the internet to do that, or I'm actually going to be open to just seeing an ad or seeing something, clicking through it, downloading the app and actually onboarding myself on this platform. So one, I'm just more comfortable being a digital first user. The second is because I'm off that profile or persona, I'm probably more comfortable using an app. And I have some past experience using an app. And so the process of then me onboarding myself and getting familiar with how to take my business online especially given all our retailers are first-time online sellers. They're high on motivation. They vary on comfort in terms of how comfortable they are, educated they are so far, and using an app. Love Local took two approaches to onboarding retailers. The first was hiring salespeople to go door-to-door and convince them of the value of their offering. And the second was through ads on digital channels such as Facebook and Google. And what they found was that their digital channels far outperformed their on-the-ground efforts. Why? Well, because customers acquired through digital channels fell into what Akanksha calls pull users. When you sell door-to-door, you are pushing somebody to use your product. But if someone just sees your ad online and chooses to click through, they are already interested and hence are a pull user. 
So what type of content through these digital channels were most effective for Akanksha and her team? FOMO really works. Testimonials and stories of other retailers that have seen success. Ideally, if they mirror what the retailer looks like and finds familiar. So even in our training videos and the content, instead of it being a generic person or a trainer or a stock image, can we get other sellers to talk to sellers? about their experience, how they've grown on the platform. And that creates a sense of connect that ultimately leads to trust of the product, especially in India where retailer communities are very tight-knit. They're large communities. If someone's seeing success within that community, everyone will start to know very quickly. Typically, if anyone's in a retailer family, it's not like just one person is going to be running a store. You'll find brothers, uncles, aunts, cousins across multiple cities that are in the same business. I think the challenge with retailers is they've been taken advantage of a lot. So it takes time to earn their trust. But once you earn their trust, there's a lot of organic growth and virality that happens. We've seen like retailers promoting us and talking about us online. We have retailers who come on Twitter who've never used Twitter before that will literally just always be tagging us. I think there was an article that maybe N-Tracker or someone had put out about future unicorns and a local retailer tagged us. It's like, hope you've got at Love Local India on your list. Like your retailers become your biggest promoters when you earn their trust. And we're really excited about that. Testimonials build trust. When you see someone that looks exactly like you, that has achieved success, you think if he or she can do it, why can't I? We are the only company that's declared publicly that we will never do anything to compete with local retail and explicitly said no to dark stores, no to micro fulfillment, no to working with even organized format retailers in a way that would compete with local retailers. Just those public statements of allegiance and being true to them in everything we do earns a lot of trust. Is there anything else that you want to add about your marketing strategies or tactics that you feel we kind of didn't hit on uh, before we wrap up. Just make sure that your CAC is associated with not your top line numbers, but whatever your deeper quality metrics are, because you can get lost in that very, very quickly. And ultimately, you don't want to be spending money on acquiring users of any kind, retailers, consumers, whatever your business is. If those users don't ultimately fit with your business goals and what you're trying to achieve for those users and serve for those users, and then, like I said, that's where your revenue comes from eventually. That's all. That's the foundation of your business. And the foundation of your business starts with acquisition, actually. It starts with making sure you acquire the right users for whom you're trying to solve a problem. And you're not just attracting users because it's the cheapest way or with like heavy discounts or promotions, because at some point that's going to run out. You have a problem you're solving. Find the users who care about that problem and you're going to have an impact on their life. And that will all lead to strong business fundamentals, which means like a strong long-term business. Akanksha and her team have managed to get their cost of customer acquisition down to zero. How did they do this? Well, they focused on bringing on retailers by building trust amongst their communities. And that trust was built through a product that actually delivered on its promise. And when you have customers that trust you, they automatically become your salespeople. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Spilling the Magic Beans. Week after week, we take you through case studies of the most successful marketing campaigns on the planet and give you tangible frameworks as well as anecdotal experiences that act as valuable lessons. If you enjoyed this episode and want more exclusive behind the scenes looks into the top marketing teams in the world, 
make sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform.